JR the Boss Man Show. We have a great show for you playing today, and I have a great guest for you. He used to coach at North Carolina Charter Hill under Coach Roy Williams. Now he's went on his own, he got his own job, but you want to see Wilmington out there, Wilmington, North Carolina, in the great Colonial Athletic Conference. Our man, Coach C.B. McGrath of the UNC Women's Seahawks. Coach, how are you doing today, man? Glad to have you on the show. Enjoy talking to you off the air about what you had going on, man. I, I, I feel for you. <laughs> Hey, it was just another terrific day at the beach. You know, we uh, we start school tomorrow. Our guys are in town. We're getting cranked up, ready to go for our season, which is crazy. It's August uh, 15th. We start school August 16th. But, you know, they, the the season starts so much earlier now. We can start 42 days before our season and um, have 30 practice sessions. So, you know, we're, we're starting practice September 30th, which, you know, back when I was in college, we didn't start till October 15th, 16th, something like that. So the early school year doesn't start, uh, doesn't bother me too much. I hear that, Coach. Now, Coach, what does it mean to you have this job at UNC Wilmington? Been out there on the beach every day in that great environment you have out there with the Seahawks. So what about the opportunity really stood out to you? What made you want to say, hey, this is the opportunity to leave North Carolina and go and take them over my own program? So what, what about this situation kind of jumped out at you? Well, you know, I've been an assistant for a long time and been with Coach Williams for 18 years as an assistant. So there, there's been a lot of jobs that I've opened up, and you know, whether I wanted them or not, I didn't know. Uh, but Wellington was always a spot that I just sort of liked. Uh, you know, great place to raise a family. I had a sister-in-law uh, that was the women's tennis coach here, and so we came down and visited a lot. And she always spoke so highly of the athletic department and the, the university support. And I always sucked trash, and I liked the – you know, it's 52 seats, 5,200 seats. Um, but when they fill that thing up, it's a, it's a great home court advantage. There's just a lot of positives. I could, I wanted to stay in the state of North Carolina, if all possible. You know, in the coaching world, you can, you can never script where you're going to be or what you're going to do or if you're going to have a job. And luckily, I worked for a boss that was pretty consistent and was going to win. So I was patient, and I wanted to stay in the state of North Carolina. And this was one of the jobs I really wanted. And uh, just so fortunate that Chancellor Sartorelli and, and Jimmy Bass gave me a chance. Well, Coach, can you share with us a little bit about the community around uh, Wilmington and for you know some of our listeners who are uh, not familiar with the area, what's it like to be in that part of the state and what's it like to be on campus there? Yeah. Well, you know, the school is relatively young. It's, we're, we're celebrating our 70th year in existence, and um, I think this is the 67th year of basketball. So we're, we're, we're a relatively young school in relation to, you know, all the other state schools around the world, uh, especially the United States. But the interesting thing is, is our alumni base is still relatively young. So a lot of our boosters are transplants. You know, they've, they've come down here to either retire um, or business brought them here and we're one of the only shows in town. There's no pro sports down here. There's no football. Uh, so men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, those are the, those are the shows in town. And, and people like college athletics. You know, you, you want to support teenagers. Uh, you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what's going to happen every time you come to a game. And, and, and these fans come out. They turn out to just show their support and uh, hope to see either the greatest game they ever saw or the, the worst coaching move they ever saw or you, who knows? You know, that's the, that's the, that's the great thing about it. Every game you turn it on, you have no idea what's going to happen. And these, these fans show up, they have no idea what's going to happen. They want to be entertained and, and we're going to try and put that product out there to entertain them. And I think coach, say to say probably coach, you're the most popular guy in town right now. That's just, just your O and O. <laughs> most popular guy in the city yeah. is probably you right now. 
no doubt. And I keep on saying that I am O and O. There's two columns. There's going to be numbers in both of them. Trust me. I'm not going to win them all. I'm not going to lose them. I hope. Uh, but yes, right now, um, you know, I've been fortunate. I, my resume looks very nice. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. And what I did to deserve that, who knows? Uh, I was in the right place at the right time. I had a four-year job interview as a player for Coach Williams at Kansas. He saw enough in me as a player to hire me, and 18 years later. I didn't ever make him mad enough to fire me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's sort of funny. When you work for Coach Williams, I mean, every day is awesome. But nobody ever asks me when I'm working for him, you know, what makes Coach Williams so great? It's usually when I'm working for him, I'm, I'm at UNC, they're like, what happened in this game? What happened in that game? Why did you guys do this? Now that I'm here, like, every question I have is, what makes Williams, Coach Williams so great? So it's, it's sort of refreshing as opposed to defending myself. I'm actually complimenting the man that gave me a job for 18 years. Exactly. I can only imagine being involved around a guy like that all these years, sucking sucking all that knowledge he has to give you. Like even it's like this guy is just one of those once in a lifetime guys. So let me ask you some coach about Coach Williams. How did he get the guys refocused after that shot against Villanova? Like that, like, yeah. like a gut punch. Like, what oh. was the process of getting the, getting the guys back this year again and actually yeah. the whole thing after that gut punch when you seconds away from winning the game the, game, the year previously? Oh, that's a, a lucky shot. Well, not a lucky shot, but a, a shot just was real. I mean, we made it. So how, how did Coach yeah. go about getting the guys' mindsets back to get ready for another year to attack it and get the job done this past season? Yeah, you know, I think we gave him some time just, let him, just to let it sink in. You know, it was the first time that group had been to a Final Four, and you know they were proud of that. And the way we lost makes you feel devastation. And so you got to give them some time because um, you want them to be proud of what they accomplished, you know, ACC regular season champs, ACC tournament champs, national runners up with an unbelievable game, an unbelievable shot. You know, th- there's a lot of stuff to be proud of. You, you don't want to just always focus on that shot that lost the game. Um, and, and so coach would use it every once in a while, just as motivation. Our guys were pretty focused. You know, they, they came back determined. Nobody gave us a chance. You know, it was Duke's team to win it all. The unstoppable bunch in Durham. And, um, you know, we didn't, we had our ups and downs like every team does. And, and we had some young guys that came in and we needed them to play at times, but we had a nice veteran bunch. You know, Bill Berry was our, was our rock. He was our leader and a lot of talent around him. And uh, Coach just basically used it when he thought he had to. Um, he, it was, you know, he didn't pound it into him. He didn't have to use it much. But just at certain points, he said, hey, you guys remember how it felt. You know, and that, that's basically all he had to say. Because as soon as you say you remember how it felt, we all do. Um, staff members, fans, managers, alumni, I mean, you name it. You, you know how you felt when that shot went in. And, uh, but they, they were a focused bunch. Now, coach, bringing it back to your program, uh, in recruiting, JR and I like to talk recruiting, uh, when we interview new coaches and coaches prior to the season, uh, what kind of guys are you going to target to bring into your program? And do you feel recruiting at the, the high major level for so long will help you, uh, immensely at that mid major level? 
even though you're still in that same state competing for some of the same guys with your previous program? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, recruiting is what it is. You basically have to find kids that you think you want to coach and you start building a relationship with them and find out who's important to them, build a relationship with those people. And if you see it being a fit, if you see what their answers are fitting your program, you go after it. And does being at the highest level recruiting the most talented kids in the country help? I, I don't know. Um, you know, every single recruiting situation is different. I've never had two of the same. Um, and I think that'll be the same way here. Now, are they similar? You know, like, okay, well, this kid's from a one parent family. This kid's from his grandmother raised him. This kid's from a, a married family. You know, like they're very similar, but it's about building relationships and seeing if these kids fit into what we want. And at Wilmington, for some reason, I knew what type of kid could be successful for Coach Williams and in his system. And when I go out and recruit now, I know who's going to be successful in my system just because it's me. You know, I didn't know originally who was going to be successful in Coach Williams' system. You had to learn that over. I mean, I learned over 18 years. So my assistants are trying to figure out exactly what I'm looking for. And, you know, you can try and tell your assistants what you're looking for, but they're going to eventually figure it out after recruiting five, 10, 15 kids every year and knowing who I pinpoint. And, and, and I don't know who I pinpoint. It's just a feeling, you know, it's just, Hey, this kid gives the right answers when I talk to him. His family gives the right answers when I talk to him. And obviously they have to be talented enough to play in our league. You know, it's a, it's all about winning your league. It's about getting the NCAA tournament. It's about trying to advance every March. And um, luckily, we've had some pretty good success in terms of I feel good about where I stand with my top recruits. You know, they're coming on visits. They seem excited. And uh, that's about all you can ask. And, uh, you know, that that's no different than any other school you're at, whether it's North Carolina or UNCW or, you know, a Division three school. If you feel good about the people you're recruiting and you got a good chance, you feel good. Yeah, Coach, kind of like how I just picked John's field thing. I, I feel like he was a good guy for him, so I picked him as a co-host. You know, it's a field thing. <laughs> He's well, got to recruit him then, though. I mean, he had to say yes. <laughs> yeah, he had, to, he had to teach me everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, literally. I taught him everything. Like, he knows my radio. Literally, I taught him my radio on the fly. <laughs> now... Coach, let me ask you about non-Carolina Conference scheduling, Coach. And being a Carolina coach, you have a lot of different schools you can play in South Carolina, Florida, Virginia. It's right near your near your university. So you be going for the uh, high major games, the money games. You want to get two for ones in your place, or you want to play those tournaments, the holiday tournaments like the the Atlantis mm-hmm. or Maui. How you see it going at non-Conference scheduling for your team, especially in year one and after and after this going forward? How you, you get to make your own schedule? Yep. Yeah, year one was a little difficult because I got the job in April and I had to find all of our non-conference schedule. And, and at the highest level, they're pretty much done. You know, like I called North Carolina, their, their schedule was done because I want to play coach. I know coach will play me. You know, that's, that's a nice little added bonus. Um, so we had to concede a lot. We had to play on the road a little bit more than I want to in year one. But year two, things are, you know, I'm working on that now. And I want to have a nice mix. I want to play some high majors. I want to be in a tournament. I want some guys coming here. We have some return. So so we can see it to go on the road um, at Davidson, at ECU, at Greensboro. So they're all coming back. 
Um, so we're gonna have a nice little home schedule next the next um, my year two. And you know, Coach Williams said, you know, which which year works best for me? Does he want to does he want me to come down there 18, 19, or 19, 20? And I told Coach, I said, Coach, you can come down whenever you want. I just want you to come down. So he's he's eventually gonna come down here. We're gonna sign a contract, and we'll have UNC in the building and Trask there. And I think it'll be a pretty popular uh, game there. Now, Coach, you know, just to touch back on Coach Williams for a brief second. Um, you know, to have been play, a player for Coach Williams, uh, a coach underneath him, and having spent so much time around him over the years, have you seen an evolution uh, to Coach Williams and the way that he coached from as when you were a player to when you you were on his staff? And, and if so, what was that evolution like? Yeah, I mean, he never ceases to impress or amaze me. Um, he's very consistent. So we run the same stuff, you know, a practice plan when I played in 1995 looks the same or pretty darn similar to a practice plan from this year. There's going to be nothing on there that I wouldn't recognize in saying that he's, he's definitely cut back. Um, he deals with the student athletes in a different way, um, which you have to, I mean, there's social media everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. There's phones everywhere you know, nothing's private anymore. What, whatever he says, even if it's in the locker room, it's not private. And he's done a great job adapting to that and, and, and adapting to kids. And I would think that's hard, you know, for somebody being that successful and, and, and knowing why they're successful. Um, you know, he, he could motivate us when I was younger. He still tries to motivate the guys now, but we've learned that you got to be self-motivated. It's, it, it's all about the kids. You know, if they have character and, and, and they can motivate themselves, you're going to have a lot better chance to win as opposed to you always being the motivator and being the reason why they're trying to win. Um, but yeah, he has evolved. Um, maybe the stuff he runs has not, but still nobody can stop it. I mean, he finished, national runner-up and national champion in the last two years, and every, every single person knows they're going to run the secondary break. You know, they're going to run a motion offense. They're going to play man-to-man defense. But you still got to stop it, and he's got the guys that can do it. And um, it, it's it's been fun to be next to him, I'll tell you that much. You know, sure, frustrating at times, ecstasy at times, sadness, happiness. I mean, you name the emotion. That's just, that's just sports and general. That's all basketball. Um, but I, I wouldn't change anything that I've ever gone through these last 18 years. I hear that with Coach McGrath. I tell you what, man, John, I'll be cheering for you guys and looking forward to having you on again in the future, especially when you get on those big games coming up. We're definitely looking for you November and December, see if we can talk to you again down the line, see where your team is in. How how you feel about once you get those numbers behind your name now, for real, Coach? <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. And, and come to town anytime. We got that beach close, you know. You can. There's, there's a lot to say about the beach. You'll feel like you're on vacation just one day coming up and supporting us. Hey, coach, I'm a, I, coach, I'm a Florida man. I love the beach. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have <laughs> said that. JR going to be hanging around now. That's fine. That's fine. There's no, there's no secrets anywhere. You, you guys can come on up. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, coach, we'll definitely take you up with offer, Coach. We'll definitely text you off the line so you have our contact information, Coach. We'll definitely look forward to reaching out to you and coming and seeing you guys out of Wimbledon, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. All right, folks, Zimmy McGrath here on the Boss Man Show, new coach of UNC Wilmington Seahawks. After the break, we have Chris Holtman of the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
Hey, folks, we're back in the Jared the Boss Man show. We're with John Beckley, was just joined by C.B. McGrath of the UMC Women's and Seahawks. Then we're going to talk to another new coach. John's so happy, folks. Uh, he got one of his Buckeye boys on the show today. Our man, Chris Holtman, the old house, a Buckeye through basketball coach. Coach Holtman, you and John are, you and John are one here. You are synced up, and I'm going to have you on the show, Coach. How's life in Columbus today, man? Uh, it's great to be with you. Life is good. Beautiful day. It's good to know we got a we got a Buckeye back there uh, supporting us. So it's uh, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, yes, indeed. Now, Coach, how, how does it feel to be the Buckeyes head coach? I know you probably can see it coming in June when you can offer I offer to you. you know he's like okay, here goes the Buckeye gig. So how does it feel now knowing you're the Ohio State Buckeyes head coach and getting stepped on the Columbus community now and get these guys back and win a Big Ten title in short order here out under your tutelage. You know, it's been great. You know, I think uh, it's an incredible university. I think um, those who know this place, uh, the Ohio State University, have have great respect for it. Uh, it's got a, it's a world class education, incredible facilities. Um, it's a it's it's located right in the heart of of a great state of Ohio. It's, so it's it's been great. You know, we've we've hit the ground running. We've got a lot of work to do, but. I tell you, it's been – it's certainly when you get a job in June, it's a surprise because that's not typically when you get jobs. But, uh, man, we've been excited. Our staff has been really excited. And Coach, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, the campus. Um, you know, Ohio State is a, is a huge school, and it's got a huge national following as far as sports are concerned. But when you go on campus, at least for me, it, it almost has that small school feel because the, the university is kind of centrally located – it sprawls out amongst the, a large area, but it really does have kind of a small school feel as far as the student body is concerned. And I just want to get your opinion on that, if you felt that at all. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning that more and more. Uh, you can tell you spent a few minutes on the campus here uh, for sure because you have a really good feel for it. And I think it, it's what makes uh, this place special is that you have – you know, one of the largest alumni bases in the country, uh, tentacles that reach all over the world, really. And, and yet, uh, yeah, and you, and you have a, a large campus, but you have a very, uh, almost a family feel within that. And, uh, I think that makes it, that contrast makes it really special to be here. Now, Cole, as you mentioned, getting the job in June, the July recruiting period right around the corner. How much opportunity did you get to assess the guys on your team before hitting the road there? And also, with you getting a job with Junior, you got to build relations with, with, with the guys. So, things you've done with your staff and the, and the team to kind of accelerate building that bond between you guys during the season right, right around the corner here we, in August today. October's not that far away for you guys for practice and start. So, what have you kind of been doing that on that end of it, too, to kind of get the guys all on one accord with you and the staff? Yeah, that's been prior to number one is, is been getting to know our guys. And, and when you get a job in June, you got a lot on your plate. You got to put a staff together. You have to try to catch up in recruiting. But really what can't get lost is, is spending time with, uh, your current players. And, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed that. We have a couple older guys, uh, Jay Sean Tate, Cam Williams and, Tata Bates Diop, who've been here for a few years, that um, they, they've just been really, really good. CJ Jackson's another. They've been, it's been great to get to know them and spend time with them. 
And again, sometimes that can get lost because it's so crazy when you get a job. But uh, it's been it's been really rewarding spending some time with them. I would have loved to have been able to spend more time uh, with them than what we were able to. But uh, you know, we obviously had to get out on the road there in July. You know, Coach, when you look at the the landscape of the Big Ten and the state of Ohio itself, uh, there's so many quality programs in the state. Uh, there's programs of new coaches such as yourself. How do you foresee yourself marketing the program to, to keep the talent in Ohio at home playing for you while also going after guys on the national stage as well? You know, I think we're going to, we're going to be who we are. I think, I think we're going to really emphasize the strengths of our university. Um, I do think our, our recruiting will be regional focused, but uh, we will also be able I think to, to, stretch uh, nationally in recruiting uh, the biggest thing we're looking for is Buckeyes guys that fit our identity and the kind of people we're looking for and the kind of players we're looking for um, really wherever our focus is always going to be within our footprint in particular Ohio and the ordering states but uh, it's been great we've been able to sell our vision we've been able to sell opportunity we have a great opportunity right now because we're going to be bringing in a large class and um, that's going to be there's going to be great opportunity for playing time uh, here in these really these next couple classes, 2018 and 19. But it's been uh, it's been great to sell our vision. Folks, we're joined by Chris Holtman here, the Ohio State Buckeyes, new head coach on the Bossman Show. Now, Coach, when for those who are not used to seeing you guys play at Butler, when you where you was previously at. How you see yourself playing with this team this year? Would you kind of put your style? You played at Butler on this team, or were you coming in a little later? Would you kind of adjust the scheme to what you have right now, knowing down the road you'd be able to recruit the guys you want to bring in to play your type, the game, the game you want, to, you really want to play up there? Yeah, you know, I think we'll we're going to play a particular style, uh, but how exactly we go about playing. Um, you know, could, could be could be a little bit different uh, based on our current personnel. And I think um, that's what we're still, believe it or not, kind of evaluating here because I'm still getting to know our team. So will we play exactly like we did at Butler? Uh, we probably won't, uh, but there's some certainly some staples that we believe in uh, in how we want to play and how we want to execute that, that will remain consistent from Butler here to Ohio State, you know, the, will it be exact? No, because we have different players and different personnel. Now, Coach, uh, we often like to talk with uh, new coaches about uh, non-conference scheduling. And, you know, obviously you're kind of thrown into the mix here late in the game this year. But how, how do you see yourself in the future, you know, getting your non-conference schedule lined up? And what is going to be your intent in setting that schedule? Are you going to be looking for, you know, high-value games, jacking up the RPI? Or are you going to look for, you know, kind of a mix of confidence builders? What's the uh, mindset there? Well, as you guys know, some of that is dictated on, on the team you project to have. Um, but my general rule is I, I would like to provide – a challenging non-conference schedule for our players. Uh, sometimes that can be a little bit risky because 
listen, the Big Ten's one of the very best leagues in the country in basketball. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to play a heck of a league schedule. So that is that can be a little a little scary. But I think the fact that, that I think our fans crave uh, a really challenging non-conference, and so do we. We enjoy playing that as coaches and players. Um, it doesn't mean that every game is going to be a top 25 program but we would certainly like to provide some really intriguing games uh, for our fans and for our players um, in the non-conference. And, Coach, uh, who are some coaches, individuals, who really had a great impact on you personally and professionally to help you get to the point you are at today being the new coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah, great question. I think anytime you know, you've been fortunate enough to accomplish anything, you – you know, you always want to think back to those guys that have really had an impact on you. And, you know, those that have done this know that you, you steal so much in our business. So I could probably give give credit to so many guys that I've watched. You know, I was in a great league in the Big East, and I got a chance to really learn from great coaches there. Um, but the guys that have really mentored me, my college coach, Paul Patterson, um, I played at a small school, Taylor University in Indiana, and he was a huge influence on my life. Um, and then Brad Stevens, uh, uh, a guy with the Boston Celtics now, has been a friend. John Gross is a guy I worked for, uh, who's now at Akron, was at Illinois. Had a, he's had a huge influence on my life. Uh, there's been others, but, but uh, you know, I always point to those three guys. Uh, but I've had, you know, I've had many others throughout the my life that have, you know, helped me get to where I'm at. So, Coach, I'm going to uh, throw a couple things at you. I don't know how um, how much time you've had to get around the campus, but uh, if you like burgers, best burgers, hit the Chop Shop. Have you been to the Chop Shop? Yet? Okay. Good. That's the, I'm, get, I'm that, making mental notes right now. I'm driving, <laughs> but I'm making mental notes. I love the food now. Okay. I, lo- I love to eat. I love to eat. So you and I are on the same – and I'm hungry right now. So you and I are on the same way, but- <laughs> okay, so you're going to hit the Chop Shop. Uh, there's a place called the, the Blue Danube, but it's it's actually the Dube. They call it the Dube. That place has been around okay. since, like, the, the 40s, okay? Um, so you hit okay. that place up. And then um, Buckeye Donuts. You hit Buckeye Donuts, you'll be good to go, okay? I'll catch you, you know, kind of 24-7 on that one. I've driven by Buckeye Donuts probably 10 times. And every time I've driven by, I've said, as I'm driving, man, I, I got to stop in there. And I've, I've exercised self-control every time. But one of these times, it's going to get me. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be overcome by my need for donuts. And I'm going to pull in there and have a few. Yeah, listen, I'm... I, self-control <laughs> sucks, coach. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> I, I, got, I got JR on a strict diet right now. So he's, he's, not, he's not really real happy as far as the food choices are concerned. Yeah, yeah. Self, self-control is not very fun. I'm with you. I, I'll enjoy a few of those. <laughs> I hear you. Well, coach, I'll tell you what. I see, see, I told you, Coach John has your back. Coach, coach John's a Buckeye man through and through. He loves his Buckeyes. So this is, I, I said, I told John, for you, him, I'll get you on the show because John loves him some Ohio State, and I got it done for him. You've been great, Coach, tonight here on the show. We really I, appreciate your time tonight. Look forward, hey, look it's forward to seeing be, you guys play this year. It's great to be with you guys, and uh, I enjoyed talking with you. And like I said, I love, 
love it knowing we got a Buckeye down there that's, that's uh, supporting us. So appreciate it being on the show, and go Bucks, And you guys uh, have a great one. All right, folks. It's Chris Holbert here on the Boss Man Show. your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
Mostert back here on the JR the Boss Man Show. Had a great show for you today so far. We've talked to C.B. McGrath, the new coach of the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. Talked to Chris Holtman of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And now we're talking to the new coach of San Jose State Spartans. Spartan up. That's right. John Prelo here on the Boss Man Show. Prelo, how you doing today? I know you've been busy. I'm glad I can get you off the phone to talk to <laughs> your new twin, the J.H. twin, John <laughs> Beckler, here with me tonight on the show. How's life, man? Uh, life is moving pretty fast right now. Uh, I'd like to – I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. And uh, it's been moving really fast. I've been on the phone basically all day. Um I'm not in San Jose right now. I'm back in Colorado trying to help my wife, trying to pack up the house and things of that nature. And in the same time, trying to, you know, just make sure things are moving along uh, at San Jose. So I've been on the phone all day. Coach, I mean, how many times did you get the phone to charge you, man? I mean, the, the charger has to be like OT with you, man. With all the calls you're getting, texts you're getting, you're the happiest man in the San Jose. People always want to get, get in contact with you. You're the man now. So your phone probably blowing up all day long, Coach. I tell you what, the phone the phone is blowing up. Um, first, I want to thank President Papazian and our athletic director, Marie Tewitt, and the advisory committee for allowing me uh, this opportunity. It's a great opportunity. I feel blessed. And I feel very thankful um, and thankful to Spartan Nation because now, obviously, we're going to try and push this thing to the next level to the best of our ability. And, yes, my phone has been blowing up. I mean, ever since ever since it was announced, I think I have over probably 300 text messages. Now, that's probably congratulatory to, hey, Coach, can I be on your staff? I mean, it's been, you know, an all-in-between Um but it's been it's been moving pretty fast. So, coach, like, I want to ask you something, now, coach. Can me and John be like your hype men? Now, can we be on your staff as as, as coach Prelo's hype men? Can we get the job as your hype man? They take some of the calls for you. Be official, yeah. your official radio host of your program. <laughs> You're gonna be the hype guys. You guys can screen all the calls, take them in. Yeah, hype it up. Yeah, that'd be great. You just have to have a plan for that to be able to pay you. this also comes it comes with an added service so like pre-game post-game we'll be behind you and we'll be your hype guys behind you so if you're doing a video interview on the court we'll be behind you kind of like throwing up hands and holding up signs oh nice oh nice a little extra a little what about like you mean like a like a band? I mean, you guys gonna have like the band and the bass guitar and I mean, <laughs> we can we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be and, great. And coach, we, we throw in for free our, our ultimate hype man, Jesse Smith from Memphis. Our ultimate hype man. He's hyper than we are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he's actually an MC. Like he goes out, you know, he does MC he MCs events. So that you want a real hype man? That's where you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Coach, I tell you what. So far since you've been out there in San Jose, being the coach, how's the community really embraced you and your family, you and your wife Janelle out there, man? And what have you seen so far in your few, your few moments there to really say, "Hey, this is the right spot for me"? Well, I mean, the I mean, in terms of embracing us, yeah, it's been tremendous. I mean, just the athletic administration's been unbelievable. Um, 
you know, in terms of getting like real estate agents hooked up with my wife, Ben and myself, trying to take us around, trying to make us feel as comfortable as possible. I mean, it's an urban campus, uh, which is great, which I love uh, because you have so much uh, ethnicity um, and you have just a great cultural base as well with its diversity in, in that respect. So, I mean, it's been great. Um, I love it. Uh, just walking around campus. I was there for a whole week last week and just walking around the campus and seeing all the different cultures and different people walking around, I think is great. Um, and I think just the city itself, we haven't dove into the city itself yet because we haven't been there long, long enough yet, but just the athletic administration uh, has been very helpful to, to me and my wife. Now you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, this evening, making the trip back to Colorado, helping your wife, uh, coming back into San Jose, spending some time there previously. What do you feel has been the biggest adjustment for you, um, not only off the court, but, you know, on the court? You were a longtime assistant. Now you're being named head coach in charge of leading your own program. Right. What's going to be that adjustment, right. you know, for you? You know what? I don't think there's going to be much of an adjustment because I was the, so I was the associate head coach at Colorado um, and coach Boyle kind of groomed me, uh, for this position and actually all the coaches that I coached for, I mean, coach cream, um, who used to be at Iowa, not, excuse me, not Iowa, Indiana, um, Jim Christian at Boston college, Mark Turgeon, who's at, uh, Maryland right now. Um, so Greg McDermott, who's at Creighton right now. So I've, I've worked under all of those guys. Uh, so I think I've, I've been groomed for 18 years uh to be honest with you um and i think probably the biggest thing right now is just trying to get organized in a very short amount of time that's probably the hardest thing right now um it's not conventional usually these things probably happen in april uh maybe as late as june where at least you have a chance to at least put a staff together then go out and recruit during the july period and then you can kind of ease your way in. By that time, you've probably found a place to live. So all of that's happening right now for me in two weeks. And having to re-recruit the current players. Um, because, you know, I'm sure it's well documented. I think last year there were probably over 700 transfers. This year it might be close to about 700 transfers. So when usually there's a coaching change, there's always an issue in terms of guys maybe thinking they want to leave and explore other options. So the first order of business was to recruit, you know, 13 guys or 12 guys, excuse me, because we actually have a scholarship available. So 12 guys that I had to re-recruit right away, either on the phone or in person um, before summer school let out. That was probably the hardest thing. And now, Coach, speaking for recruiting, I know you got there late. I know this is way late for you gigging the job. So looking ahead, you know, you got the guys you want to have back. You try to get those guys back on the roster. You get you, you did that. So going forward, who are the type of guys you want to recruit to your program? And you feel that the recruiting at the high major level will help you with those kind of friends, high level, high level major guys who may not get the high, high major offer, but they come to you guys and you're on the major level and play for you and be in a good spot, San Jose, Networks, Lutton Valley, and kind of had that degree behind their names. Like, hey, you went to San Jose State. You're a smart guy. You might have help us out here. So the whole package with student athletes, you feel like the whole thing you can sell the guys who may want to play out at a high major, but know that, hey, you've been there, you can help them out. Would you think they'll get guys come come your way? Well, I think, I mean, in recruiting, 
you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in four-star, five-star recruits. Um, and not to say that that doesn't help, obviously. It always helps to have very talented players. Um, but I think it's, I think it's been pretty well documented, uh, especially at Colorado. You know, we've been able to do it with guys that aren't necessarily four- and five-star guys. We've been able to do it with two- and three-star guys. So when you say try to recruit high-major players, it's more about recruiting high-major character kids, kids that just work hard, have great work ethic, um, embody the core values uh, that we're going to instill in our program, which is you know respect, accountability, passion, integrity, d- discipline. I mean, we want we want those type of kids to be in our program, and if we do that, uh, we will have success on and off the court. Silicon Valley uh, speaks for itself. There's a lot of diversity there. Uh, like I said before, it's the tech capital of the world. So you have all these businesses uh, that we can tap into that hopefully would want to be a part of our, our Spartan family. Um, and there are actually uh, more, I think, SJSU graduates that work in Silicon Valley than anywhere in the world uh, in terms of universities and working in that region. So there's a lot to sell. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that we're getting kids that also value, you know, our core values. And if we do that, we'll be fine. Now, Coach, just to spin off the, the recruiting uh, topic a little bit, I've always been curious to know how much of the recruiting process is similar to um, a, a non-athlete selecting a school so for instance right now i'm going through that selection process with my daughter we go out we look at the different schools and much of that decision is made on how comfortable she feels at that particular university on campus is there uh, how much of that is involved in the uh, student athletes process in addition to you know the athletic program you're talking about a non-athlete well i'm saying how much how much for a for an athletic student how much is it uh, how much does it differ from an athletic student to a non-athletic student. So for instance, how much of the in terms of life? choosing a school? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a difference because, well, you have athletic, you have athletic student athletes. Uh, you have kids that are not, that are not there, uh, on athletic scholarship. Uh, they might look at things. They're going to look at it a little different. Uh, but, in the same breath, they're still trying to get an education. So it re- for, an, for a non-athlete, they're probably looking at uh, the student body, uh, where the school's located, and ultimately probably whatever they're going to major in. Hopefully it coincides with what they want. Hopefully that school has that major. Um, when it comes to the athlete, they're looking at the same things, and then hopefully uh, on the athletic side, it's a system that works for them. Uh, it's a coach or a coaching staff that looks at the game uh, the way that player would like for that to happen uh, with their career. Uh, I think those things are, are crucial uh, when it comes to athletes and then choosing the school. Um, I think just academically, both are looking at it, I would think, uh, for the same reasons. Uh, is there diversity? Is the major there that I would like? Um, you know, where it's located. Uh, you know, there's a plethora of things and reasons why kids choose schools. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question. 
Um, you you are coach absolutely, and that's exactly what you just said was what I was driving at was how how much of it is you know similar because like you said there's such a uh, an array of reasons why people choose to go to a, a specific college, and I just wondered if those things played into um, a student athlete's choice in addition to oh, the yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they go hand in hand. I think they go hand in hand. I think that you know, and conversely, there's a plethora of reasons why people transfer. <laughs> which, you know, is well-documented, right? Um, so right, I agree. <laughs> there's a plethora of reasons that it, it, it can be. So, But, no, you're right. I think both things uh, coincide with one another. Um, and then on the athletic side, yeah, you're taking all of the things that a non-athlete, uh, regular student would choose, and then you have to look at, okay, well, who am I going to be playing with? And do the philosophies of that coach and that program coincide with what I would like? Uh, in terms of, you know, my development as a player. Folks, we got John Prelo here on the Boss Man Show, new coach of San Jose State Spartans. Spartan up, people. Now, coach, which, which, which you barely get their laser did. So this year, when you played this year, will you be kind of playing to your roster, not really playing your style you may want to play after you've been a coach for 18 years as an assistant? You probably don't be playing the side you want to play or you just kind of just – adjust to what you got and kind of learn as you go to kind of figure out what you really have to figure out what's the best way for this team to attack these teams you're playing on, on your schedule this year. Right. Um, well, I'm not the type of coach that's going to put a, a square peg in a round hole. So uh, I think the mark of any, any coach is to be able to transform and evolve based on what you have. Um, at Colorado, I was there for seven years and we had really, I think we had probably like six or seven different offenses based on our, the team that we had. So, um, that's how it's going to be, you know, you know, at, uh, San Jose state. And I'm just going to try and try and work with what I have. You know, we only had really two workouts, um, and that it's hard to say, all right, well, this is what our team is and do workouts. So, um, you know, school starts next week. We're going to start right away, which uh, we are behind because most schools are putting in their offense and defenses in the summer. So we are behind in that respect. So I'm going to have to kind of double dip and do a lot more five on five um, and try and work offense and defense at the same time, which is doable. It just, it just has to be done right away rather than a buildup. Now, Coach, um, JR has burned through all of his NCAA eligibility, but he is deadly from beyond the arc. So if you need a three-point shooter, um, you could potentially bring him in for, you know, scout team maybe. Um, I, I still have some eligibility left. I'm a postman. I can be down low. Um, probably not going to be too too good against some of those, those young kids banging down low. But... <laughs> He, he is deadly. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Both you guys are talking about offense, and if you can defend and you can rebound, then you got a shot. <laughs> yeah, you no. guys are talking coach, about offense. I, will I need guys that can defend and rebound. Coach. No, I'm a... I will hustle hard, coach. I will close out hard to shoot his hand. <laughs> no, I'll do that for not you. Me, man. I'm, I'm like uh... – <laughs> I'm like J.R. Smith, man. I'll be cherry-picking out there. <laughs> now, the reason I mentioned J.R.'s three-point proclivity is because I wanted to get your opinion on uh, just the, the nature of the game and, and kind of, uh, it seems to me, at least just uh, anecdotally watching the games, 
lots of guys like to chuck it up from behind the arc, whether it's by design through the offense or, you know, just they are such better shooters now from beyond the arc. You know, they, they do it from the time they're at a young age through AAU, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of great shooters in the college game from the three-point line. Um, is that something that you see changing in the future, moving the line back, um, altering your game plan? How do, how do you work the three ball into your coaching repertoire? We're going to play inside out. We're not going to play outside in. Um, even though the NBA drives everything and that's the new age is to kind of shoot more threes or get to the paint and score layups rather than mid-range, that's more of an NBA thing. I know there are a lot of colleges and, and everything trickles down. So, yes, you're going to have colleges that are going to try to start to shoot and play that way. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, our philosophy is going to be playing inside then out. So we want to attack the paint. Um, and once we attack the paint, either, either off of a post speed or dribble penetration, you know, we're going to get something good out of that. And the ball has to reverse from side to side, first side, second side, third side. That's kind of a universal thing, no matter where you are. If you're just coming down and trying to score on the first side of the floor, you're probably not going to score as many buckets or you're not going to be as efficient as you need to be. Um, but the real, the real tug of war is exactly what you, you just asked is, are you going to shoot more threes? Are you going to be, you know, let's try and shoot 50 threes a game um, as opposed to, Hey, let's attack let's establish inside, uh, try and get them in foul trouble and then play inside out. Um, you know, that's the ongoing battle uh, with everyone right now. Um, but we're going to play inside out. That's not to say that we can't come down and shoot a three, a uh, wide open three. If a guy's hot, you got the green light, of course, uh, shoot it. Uh, but that's not going to be our emphasis. That's not, that's not going to be our emphasis. Now, Coach, final one for you is, Coach, uh, who are some guys, personal professionally, who's really helped you out in your career to get you to the point you are today as the head coach of San Jose State Sports? I know a lot of you've been coaching. I love your coach. You did you mention. Uh, what are those guys mean to you? And who are some of the guys that meant something to you to help mold you into who you are today as a coach? Coaches or players or both? All, all the above, Coach. Wherever you want to go with it, man. It's on wow. you, man. I'll tell you what. Well, I mean, my high school coach, John Mazziata, uh, my mother, my brother, my sister, uh, you know, just you know, we're going way back now to the family unit. Um, but, uh, you know, my high school coach, you know, back then my, it wasn't as much AAU. It was more just club. Uh, you know, I played in New York city all the time. So I played at Rucker park all the time. So, you know, guys like Lincoln Sessions, John, uh, Jim couch, <clears throat> who's famous, uh, anyone that's been around basketball long enough, if you've gone through New York City, you know who Jim Couch is. Um, you know, but my my college teammates, uh, college coaches, Nick McCarchuk, Paul Hewitt, who actually used to coach at Georgia Tech, um, Dave Spiller, uh, John Fitzpatrick, uh, all of those coaches from college. I mean, there's so many people. Bob Hill who used to coach the Spurs before Popovich, but and then he coached the Indiana Pacers. I actually tried out with them. They were my first NBA team I tried out with. Wasn't drafted at all, um, but went there as a free agent. I was the last cut of the team. 
think the season started like November 2nd. I, they cut me like November 1st. And then ironically, like years later, when I got into coaching, Bob Hill was the coach at Fordham, which is my alma mater. And he actually hired. Me. So he's the, he's the first coach that ever cut me. And he's the first coach to hire me. So, I mean, he's a big influence. Um, you got, like I said before, coach Boyle, who I just worked for, uh, under for seven worked together for five years at Wichita state under Mark Turgeon, who's now the head coach at Maryland. Um, and then all the other coach I mentioned, Tom Crean, who used to be at Indiana, uh, Greg McDermott, who's at Creighton right now. And, uh, Jim Christian, who's the head coach at Boston college, uh, guys that still have jobs and, uh, you know, are still still winning championships or competing for championships. So I've been around a plethora of guys, a bunch of people, um, you know, players from long ago, players that I played against overseas, leagues that I played in, all of that stuff has gotten me to this point. Um, and I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Now, Coach, I just before we uh, close up shop this evening, I feel like it's my obligation to let you know that being on with JR and I is good for five wins during the season, okay? So you got five wins under your belt right now. They don't show up until you play the games, but you're good to go. Five wins. When you come back on during the season, you pick up another five wins. Four you know, <laughs> four trips four trips onto the show probably gets you into the tournament. So really, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Your success is already written down. Show karma, so. Coach. The monster show karma does not lie. Yeah, as long as it entails defense and rebounding in that, then we'll be all right. We'll be well, fine. Yeah, I'm going to be on the other end. I'll the be show hanging out. No way. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That's funny. That was a test. That was a test, Coach. I was testing you. I was testing your results. So, we're, so I, got, I got five wins coming to me, and you're not going to play any D, so we're always playing five on four. But we're still going to get five wins because I was on the show. Correct, but look good. Yes, well, okay. Coach. <laughs> I look good. Okay. <laughs> yes, Fair yes, enough. Coach, Coach, I'll tell you what. <laughs> coach, we're going to be we, – we, we're definitely watching you, Coach. Yeah. We, we love having you on the show. You, you're great energy. You, you got to be motivated to want to, you know, stay on my strict diet, get start shooting some more jumpers, more than I shoot already, and get ready to come out there on, on a one-day scholarship for you and give you some three-pointers out there to get you back in the game out there when you're down. Be, be, be your bar. <laughs> Get you back in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No problem. As long as you guys get back well, on coach, D. Well, I know he doesn't get back on D, so if you don't get it back I on will, D, coach, that means we're coach, playing five on three. So we got no shot. You got no shot. We're playing five on three then. But see, JR, <laughs> this is this is how good of a three-point shooter is. They, he, he, they won't even let him uh, be in the half-court shot contest. Around the, he's like blackball from that because he makes them all the time. So they're like, no, you can participate in the halftime show, half court shot contest because it's it's a no brainer. You're gonna win. We don't want you. That's how good he is from behind right. the arc. That's awesome, <laughs> coach. That's awesome, coach Prillo, I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell you, coach Ford at TSU, uh, coach Peel at TSU will tell you this is all true. They've seen me in action because we always play pig and I win, and they're the coaches. <laughs> 
That's all. I'm going to tell you. Jay, I can shoot. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, Coach, I'll tell you what, man. If you're ever in Atlanta recruiting some guys, hit us up. We'll have to come to the studio and talk to us, Coach. Let us have you right in here with us and have our listeners come meet you. Maybe do a remote for you. I'll tell you what, Coach. We'd love to have you around, John and myself. You're a great guy, man. We love your energy. We're definitely train for you this year, Coach. And great luck. Best luck to you. And, hey, man, charge the phone up, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'll keep it charged. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, folks. No problem. Because that's, that's John Flo on the Boss Man Show. Next is the Boss Report after break. your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also a vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting 
or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. show for you we had cb mcgrath of the unc wilmington seahawks we talked to john's guy chris holtman of the ohio state buckeyes which had a great conversation with john prelo of the san jose state spartans and now john it is time for the boss report are you ready for the boss report man yeah i'm ready for it man we had the coaches were great tonight weren't they Yes, they were. They was on point today. It got better. Each interview got better. I tell you what, that's what we want. Progress to the show. The boss report is going to be great tonight. We hope and see. So, John, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. Our story got this. We got this, John. Skeet home, Alabama. Then they freaky down there. John, a judge in Alabama says this. Not letting teachers get frisky with students is, guess what, unconstitutional. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That, that was, I don't know what's better, the, your singing or the, the story. Like, that, was, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> well, that might be the best uh, story intro in, the, in five years. That might be the best story intro <laughs> So when he's saying that, not... The, the teachers not being able to interact sexually with the students is unconstitutional? Yes. yes. Did, did they cite the specific <laughs> amendment to the Constitution that that is? Like, what? Which they did not that? do that. <laughs> like, the right to bear arms? Yeah, and anything else you want to bear? I don't know. Like, what? Exactly. Uh, that's crazy, dude. Like, I don't know, man. Who would think of Alabama as like a a more conservative um, mindset in terms of you know that relationship student teacher, but apparently that's out the window. I guess. Yes. All right. And a Florida man makes news after after ripping son out of school to homeschool him out the teacher. Not let him chop down her colossal case and quote. Well, she don't let me chop her down, so my son's gonna be like me. He's gonna be a Florida man for life, future free man for life. You did. <laughs> you got to start him off young, right? <laughs> yes. So, so the dad said, since the teacher wouldn't allow his son to have a chop session, he's well, like, him, forget the it. Dad. Oh, the dad. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought I was talking about the kid. I was like, man, the that's dad rough. Was a chop down session. <laughs> 
and then get well, it took his kid out of school. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, man. Like, there's plenty of other places you could, you know, try to try to get your session in. Like, hey, why are you? Tra- I guess I don't know. Is it really? What's the best way to put it? Is it appropriate for you to be trying to hook up with your st- your son's teachers? Is that <laughs> is that appropriate? Like, I don't know. Like, I, mean, nope, I, you I know. think that's not appropriate, but I think there's like crossing the line of you know <laughs> conflict of interest right there. <laughs> Something I don't know. It just would seem I, it would put your son or daughter in an awkward position. I would think, right? Yes. Okay. So I just I just want to clarify that we're on the same page there because you know sometimes with the Boston Fort you never know, man. Exactly. You never know where you're gonna come out. <laughs> exactly. And we have this. China man is arrested after chopping off seven ding dongs with a machete in a sauna after losing a car game. Whoa. Wait, okay. Seven? Yes. That's a record for even China man. Like he went on a rampage uh, you know, about a year back. But it was like individual Ding dongs, right? So yes. my man just went on a on a ding dong chopping spree. What kind of cards were they playing? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, what kind of game were you playing, bro? Like, you gotta tone down the competitive streak that you got in you. Like, man, I'm assuming they were playing in some kind of club where, like, you know, there's a sauna, a shower, a locker room area, right? They was in a sauna. Yeah, those at the gym playing club, playing cards in, in the sauna. And he got mad, pulled him shit out of his bag, and chopped them all off. Dude, you don't want to be playing cards with Lee. I'll tell you that much. That's the, like, <laughs> that's the, the word on the street at that club. No more cards for Lee, okay? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will not have a Johnson. You're done. Or let him win. One of the two, man. <laughs> exactly. We got Kush Chronicles. NBA baller Zach Randolph, a buddy of mine, popped in L.A., Possession of two pounds of the Piff Puff Greenery. Dude, two LPs, that ain't no joke, bro. Your boy Zach had he had some weight on him, man. I mean, that's a lot of dope, right? Yes, a lot. So, I mean, this is my personal use is like anything under an ounce, right? As far as I know. Yes. So if you get popped with anything over an ounce, you're looking at some criminal like some felony charges and felony, it, yes, it's felony. Man, I hope everything works out for him, but that's a that's a bad decision right there, man. I don't know why. Like, see, this is what happens, right? No, like I'm I, I'm sure that he had no, you know, ill intent, you know. But when you've got a lot of money and you can afford to buy, you know, a, a lot of dope, then that's what you do. Like, you just, you know, he probably was giving it to whomever, you know what I mean? Like yeah, probably his homeboys or something. Right. So, I mean, it's not like he was, you know, out, you know, breaking it up into nickel and dime bags and stuff on the street. He was using it for him and his crew. So I I understand it from that perspective. You got to be careful with that, man. Like, you got to have somebody else roll with that. Exactly. And we have this Florida man is arrested after Stone Cold and the pastor and deacon doing the fellowship portion of communion. During during the fellowship portion, <laughs> like it wasn't like after the homily or anything. It was like I won't wait till the fellowship part of this part of this program. I'm gonna show these fellas what it means what it means to have some fellowship. Like. 
fucking Stone Cold stunned them all. You can't, like, you can't make this stuff up, man. That's just like... <laughs> I wish I could solve it. It's just like, you know, it's so funny, too, because, like, I, I know, okay, coming up, you, you see... You see fights like schoolyard fights, barroom fights, you know, girlfriend, uh, you know, fighting over girl fights, whatever. And it's always funny to see different dudes fighting styles, right? Like you can always tell the one dude who's watched too many kung fu movies, right? Because he comes with some kung fu that you only see in movies, right? Or, exactly. Or you see dudes like bust out the wrestling moves, like they, you can tell when you see him fight. Oh, this dude's been watching too much WWE, man. Like. He's, He's breaking out the wrestling move, you know? And then there's always that one dude who you know, like, he had older brothers, right, in the neighborhood, and he used to always beat him down and beat him down and beat him down because he was, like, hard. He might have been a small dude, but he was hard because he got his he got his, the S kicked out of him, like, every day at home, right? Exactly. And, man, like I said, we had, we had a, we had a pastor get clotheslined the last report, and this guy got stone cold. These guys got stone cold stone off the I, yeah, like I think I kind of want to see, like I would want to see the clothesline. I think more because the, like when you clothesline a pastor, like if he's got the robe on, like you would see like the robe kind of like flying and it would be yes, like. Yes, remember he, he he jumped over the pulpit and clotheslined him. Yeah, he, it was, <laughs> there there was some velocity behind it. It wasn't like he like bounced off the ropes and came at him, right? Yes. That, man, I'm yeah. It, it's fun to talk about though. Like if you if you go back to the. Uh, a conversation we have about just different dudes, different fighting styles, right? Like it, that's it's funny to watch dudes fight sometimes because you can kind of tell, like <laughs> you can kind of tell yeah. how they came up. Exactly. And we got this. Mike Vick's wife hits him with a sex ban over Colin Kaepernick Afro comments. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's just <laughs> it's terrible, right? Like that he got it was a it was a harmless statement to make right i mean it wasn't it wasn't that bad was it you tell me uh he should have said it because like he, he pretty much said he has to have a different appearance to get a job but i mean was that was was that what he was implying or was he just saying like dude like clean yourself <laughs> like clean yourself up like look if i rolled in to the studio someday and i had like you know super long jesus hair and i was growing a beard and i looked like hell and you know you didn't want me around guests looking like that. You'd say you need to clean up, clean yourself up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You see, but see, with it being so toxic right now, it kind of went south on Mike, and kind of like he would have been better not even bringing it up because it kind of went south on him. His wife was mad because all the, the negativity came back up about what happened to Mike. When Mike said something about Colin Kaepernick, all the wounds came up because Mike was like, "Nah, when them comments, you you get no booty." But well, then that's a travesty right there. I will say for sure. But he he went through his own stuff. Mike did. I mean, he, he used to he used to rock the cornrows, and he used to be looked at. He was like the poster child for you know what um, you know negative comments about the. Um, the, the black culture in sports and you know the the, neg- yep. the negativity that would come at players was directed at him because you know of that hairstyle so he's maybe speaking from a, a he is. perspective See. of having See. been through it yeah that's what he's doing that's what he's doing for sure 
like you it's said, though, it's toxic, though. I mean, any, anything you say is going to be, you know, it's yeah. the situation is to the point where anything you say, good, bad, or indifferent, is going to be, you know, uh, looked at under a microscope. So I understand what you're saying. You got that right. It like this. Dirty Dog Diaries. Mary Baller, Amari Stoudemire is being sued by Miami Side Piece over an extramarital seed. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it described as an extramarital seed. <laughs> like what? Oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Amari, he, he kind of had. I don't. His career was kind of was kind of a disappointment. Would you say? Yes. Knee injuries and going to the Knicks will do it to you. <laughs> knee, knee injuries and the Knicks will get you every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like it's like uh, the Kardashians, right? You hook up with a Kardashian, man, your career is over. Tristan Thompson's gonna be going down real soon. <laughs> <laughs> now you remember Damon Stoudemire, right? Yeah, I sure do. Now he had a, he had a nice career. You know, there's a Stoudemire that made it happen. Exactly, his spell with an A too. He's even better. Right, right, he, right. He's Stoudemire with A. Uh oh, we got S O L. California mud butt burglar arrest after fell into flush toilet after leaving DNA evidence in from his logs. <laughs> uh, how would you like to be the crime scene tech that had to take care of that <laughs> assignment? Exactly. Hey, Jimmy, uh, we got a job for you. Big breaking case. We're going to need you to head over to the crime scene and collect some evidence. Oh, yes, sir. I'll be right there. I really want to make it happen. I want to make you proud. Chief, he shows up and they're like, yeah, it's, uh, it's in the bathroom. Oh, what is it? Blood? Semen? Uh, no. It's a log. It's in the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Man, Chief, why'd you send me on that mission? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. And then, I mean, how do you... I don't know, man. Maybe he didn't forget. Maybe he tried to flush it and it just, you know... The toilet broke. Maybe it didn't, just maybe it didn't go, you know? Like what, exactly. what do you do at that point? Are you reaching in there to get it? To get it? Or like you just yeah. roll the dice? I'm going to roll the dice. So I, I want to try to get some bleach or some something to, to, to overthrow it to break, break down its contents. You're definitely going to roll the dice if you're trying to rob BSA Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. You ain't reaching in that toilet, bro. Well, actually, so, actually, JR, I might correct myself. That might be the safest toilet to reach into because it ain't never been used. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let lay by the crap counselor. Love to give you counsel all your crap. It's the crap counselor. <laughs> that cleanest hole in America, right there. <laughs> exactly. Don't even need to install it. That was never used. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, here we go, John. He got, he got. Baby, won't you come my way? Your ass gonna pay. Fatty Wop is soon associate for double dipping on him over $500 after he quit messing with her and giving her the sausage she stole money from him and that ain't court so he was hooking up with the chick right yeah his associate assistant whoever she was okay so he had like a personal assistant or something and Mm -hmm. he was hitting that and then after he stopped hitting it he she was taking him off her money because she had access to like his you know his accounts and whatever Mm mm-hmm Ah, listen, man, that's your own damn fault. You should have changed your passwords, bro. Exactly. I mean, I you know, I understand you don't want to get robbed or anything, but, you know, 
you, you know what happens when you mess with women like that. Exactly. So, exactly. I, I mean, I feel for him. I feel for anybody getting their money taken, but you could have seen that one coming, bro. Exactly. We got Are You Dumb? 9.1 million billionaire Roman Abramovich divorcing wife with no clear prenup, which means she got 4.5 bill for giving him some of the kill kill. 4.5 billion? Yes. Dude, that's gotta be that's gotta be a record divorce settlement, right? I mean, I would think. Like, how do you how do you roll into that marriage with no, with no prenup? Like, for real. I mean, think, okay, we talked about this before on the show. Like, if you have that amount of money, you, you have access to the, the best financial minds in the world, the best legal minds in the world. How is it possible that against, I'm sure, legal advice, you chose not to, to enter into a prenuptial agreement? You could have made it, you could have made it, like, exorbitantly beneficial to her and just said, hey, look, honey, here's how we're going to do it. You're going to be taken care of. For the rest of your life, you know, whatever. But uh, man, that's a lot of money, bro. That's yes. a lot of money. Whew. And we, we got this. We got Brag Baller Brand. Mustard Chief Lavar Ball says he was a potential NFL pro. He used to pitch <laughs> five hundred pounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. Mustard Teeth got me, bro. Like. <laughs> As soon as you said that, that every picture that takes those chicklets are just popping out like, like it's a Halloween costume, right? Like they're just bust, busting out. Exactly. Explain to me, just because I'm not. I mean, I I am not up to date. I try to like. I see all the stories about these two, father son. I, I hear you know he's a, a sports parent, so on and so forth, and he's involved with his marketing and all that stuff. Explain to me the, the dynamic with this guy. Like, what? Like, what? What is the deal? Like, why? He's the ultimate heel. Think of a heel, heel on wrestling. Yeah. He's the ultimate heel. Always selling his brand, spewing out nonsense, saying something to get attention. He's all about marketing. Okay, so I've gotten that from like seeing him and the stories and whatnot. But is the son any good? We'll see. I'm like, he, in the I end. mean, he, he's a great passer. Great passer. His shooting is questionable. Okay, I, I just I, I'm I'm completely ignorance on this. I haven't watched any yeah, of his a, summer he, league stuff. Lonzo Ball's a great passer. He's not that fast. Doesn't defend very well. So he, he's like a Jason Kidd type in the open court, but defensively not there yet. His shot nowhere near being there. Yet. He's got some big old ears on him too, right? Man, that man got dumbled up in here. <laughs> My man can hear us right now. I, I mean, I don't want to try to come on too hard as the guy, but it just seems like, okay, so if you say if this were LeBron and LeBron's father, um, you know, or the situation was the same and it was LeBron. Okay, then you have something to hang your hat on because clearly he was an exceptional player in high school. Clearly his first year in the NBA, he was going to be an exceptional player. So you, you could have that grandiose, you know, way about you if you were trying to market him. But it just seems like it falls short because this young man, not to say he won't be a great player, but you basically, you're putting such a high expectation on this young man before he's even played a game. If he doesn't produce, you're going to look like a fool. And, and Set him up to fail. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, you know, chill a little bit. 
either that or he's just trying to capitalize like as quick as possible because he knows what's yes. coming. He knows what's coming exactly. down the line. Maybe I don't know. Exactly. Uh, New Jersey man wearing a mask was caught playing in his pants around kids at the emoji movie opening. Mm. Dude, I don't know, man. There's some. There are some freaks out there, man. There are some serious freaks. Like what? I don't know. That's a disease, right? And it's got to be a, some kind of mental disease, right? Yes, I agree. And I, I, agree. I don't know. I don't know. Like they, they, when these guys go to prison, Jr. Right? They're like worse than murderers. Like on on the hierarchy of, um, you know, inmates, they're like the lowest of the low, right? Pedophiles. Yes. I mean, that's just yeah. oh, dude. I don't know, man. I, I, what do you like? I don't even know what to say about that. Like, it's just it's disgusting, first of all. But you, I, I almost feel like I almost feel bad for these people in a way. You know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. they don't. I don't think they have the control. Like they don't they don't have any way to control that. You're right. You're, you got that right. No. You're Ugh. right about that. And we got this. Nine ain't enough. At the tender age of 67 years old. Stevie Wonder wants to be a daddy to 12 kids. Good for him, bro. I say go for it, man. I mean, you know, what's what is what's age got to do with it, right? Exactly, my man. If you're still sticking in that hole, go for it, oh. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just back up to mustard teeth for a second. <laughs> my man, dude, my man. They're like, oh... I don't even know. Like, it's like a cartoon. His face is like a cartoon, right? It's like a cartoonish type look. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, my man. My you, man got, is terrible. you got me on that one, bro. Hey, I know, right? <laughs> we got this. Florida crazies, pissed off poultry lovers, destroyed local Chick Fil A over cold nuggets by get this. Stone Cold on in the workers, the managers, and hitting them all with steel chairs over the cold nuggets and lack of lemonade. Oh, well, see, now you're saying lack of lemonade. So at first I was like, he's overreacting. But then you said lack of lemonade. And I'm thinking maybe he might have had a point, JR. Because, you know, if you're thirsty and you have your mindset on a nice cold lemonade, especially if it's a good one, like a good, you know, fresh lemonade, that can send you off, man. That can send you over the edge. Exactly. And we have one of your favorite stories, John. Here we go. Florida couple is arrested after coming home to find their seven-year-old son tying up their his baby brother and sisters to the dog's house and the dog too, while the babysitter is getting ready to train on by three other guys from the local high school. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, holy crap, dude. <laughs> My girl ain't playing, dude. She's not. I mean, woo. Oh, at least he wasn't like one of the kids wasn't rolling around on the floor with gummy bears stuck in his hair. Like, <laughs> pretending he was a, a Roomba or something. Dude, she was, I mean, wow. You gotta be, that takes some. I mean, it's, it's one thing to invite your boyfriend over while you're babysitting. Like, I think parents kind of expect some stuff like that to go down, you know? 
and some parents probably some parents probably even say like you know if they know the person and they know the boyfriend like it's okay you know if he stops by like they might know like friend of the family type thing but man you we're gonna have a train run on you man you that's a, that's a whole nother level of <laughs> babysitter in florida stories are the best that is some whole behavior bro <laughs> exactly Woo, we that's good stuff there mm. we got some more for you Florida crazies ain't ish dad Leslie says pretty girlfriend on fire over a pack of cigarettes and refusal to top him off Jesus <laughs> I mean oh my god dude I mean I get it you want a Marlboro but like ease up on the flamethrower routine bro like whew. I know like you know you, you were really looking forward to that Newport after you got topped off, but that didn't happen. So just, you know, roll up to the store and pick up your pack of kings. Exactly. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me on probation. Daniel Brigoli says to, after pleading guilty to Kush possession and grand theft. <laughs> what did she steal this, eh? Yeah, uh, Kush. And she stole, she, she stole Kush. Ice cold Coke, it says. Candy, T-shirts, and Susan Walmart. Ice cold Coke. It didn't say just Coke. It said ice cold. <laughs> yes. So you know she took it out of the, like the, the refrigerator. It wasn't a the cooler everything. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a twelve pack. You're one of those warm two liters. It was, she took some ice cold Coke. Oh, well, now that's a different story. I mean. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. We got two more to go. Cakes kill. Harlem mother of two is dead after getting janky ass injections that poisoned her at the local Motel 6 from a injection specialist named Johnny Rockets. <laughs> Johnny Rockets. <laughs> okay, so were the, the injections for like... Is it like uh, to plump your pump your butt cheeks up? Yes, he was he pumped in her cement. Johnny Rockets. Like who who didn't see that going wrong? Like, like what is, if he's pumping your butt up with some out of a purity jug, it's not good. Right? Like, My man syringing out of a purity jug. For real? He's got a tube like in a, a tube pump into some, a tub of Crisco, like like that ain't right, dude. Like stop. Oh, I just Johnny Rockets, dude. I can't even. <laughs> and the final story of the day is this one about sport. Florida man is banned from beach after passing out sugar daddy business cards to all the women who are in scantily clad, two-piece bikinis, and of the color he likes, which is light to dark, he says. Okay, that's not a reason to get banned from the beach. That's, I mean, listen, that's just, he's just offering up service. He's not saying, like, anything rude to him or anything. He's just offering it up. Like, hey, listen, I uh, will be your sugar daddy, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a terrible thing. Maybe there's some ladies out there who are looking for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Exactly. I don't know, man. That doesn't seem like a good reason to get banned. Now, I just, maybe, did did he have all his clothes on? No, he did not. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a different story, then. And, but get this, though. He had an iPod tied around his body listening in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. I mean, if you're going to be naked, you've got to be listening to some future, right? Exactly. So, John, for close up the day, what is your take on today's 
I would say watered down tamer bottle. What's your take on it? That it was watered down and tame? Is that yes. is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes. It certainly was not that. No. <laughs> you try you try to throw throw me off off my game is what you did. Pre-show JR is telling me, oh yeah, this report's gonna be a little bit watered down. This week's stories weren't that great. Like he tried to sandbag me and then he comes correct with all these stories about friggin' Lee chopping off seven ding dongs in the sauna and babysitters with some trains getting run on them like he set this up just so you know y'all he set this up for like this has been three days now he's been setting me up on this he was telling me a couple days ago we talked about oh well boss report's gonna be a little light this week and then pre-show he's like oh boss report's gonna be a little light today stories weren't that great and then all of a sudden he hits me with the the ding-dong chopper and train running babysitter like there and everything in between man there's all kinds of great stories tonight well, just know, just know, I love some stuff out on the cutting room floor. It's really like that. <laughs> we get mustard, mustard teeth, mustard teeth. And, and I sung twice. I sung twice tonight for the first time ever. I don't even know, dude. Like the first, the first story when you when you busted out to Sweet Home Alabama, I was like, where's this? Where's this bucket for going from here? Like, if this is where we're starting, where are we gonna end up at? <laughs> With the sugar daddies in Florida being naked. This I mean, jeez. No, it was a great report, dude. Great, man. I loved it. No doubt. Well, folks, I want to thank our guests today. C.B. McGrath, Guy Thanks, Chris Holtman, and John Prelu on the show. John is, of course, folks, check us out at BostonRadioShow.com, Boston Radio Network. We are out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also a vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.